It's intern John. Football is back, and this commander season, there are huge prizes to be won at Safeway. Enter Safeway's Huddle Up and Win Sweepstakes. You could win up to $10,000 cash or autograph commander's merchandise. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at SafewayHuddleUpAndWin.com. Safeway makes sure commander's fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Safeway, the official supermarket of the Washington Commanders. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.50% APY on an 8-month CD special or 5.00% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now, we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Adventures in the Holy Spirit. I've got some free resources available for you. The Three Secrets to Dialogue with the Holy Spirit. So that's a free download available for you. But guys, I'm so excited for today's special guest. We've been trying to work on this for a little while to have Pastor Aaron Taylor on the podcast. He's a very busy pastor. You know, for the last 30 years, he's been pastoring Crossfire Church in the Eugene Springfield area where I grew up. I grew up in that area. His ministry is rocking and rolling, reaching out to the poor, reaching out to people of of all ages. It's like a dream center in that area. I've attended a few times over the years and just last year, even when when I was in the area. But Pastor Aaron, he and his wife, Christy, pastor Crossfire Healing Church in Springfield in the Eugene area. He's been there for over 30 years. He's the proud father of six. He's got seven grandchildren and counting is what the bio says on his book. His church has experienced firsthand the reality that dramatic transformation comes when you allow God's agape or unconditional love to wreck you. So please help me welcome Pastor Aaron Taylor to Adventures in the Spirit. Pastor Aaron, welcome. Amen. Well, Jared, it's so great to be here with you and your listeners. And, you know, God's doing some great things in the land today. And as we see, we see more turmoil. It, uh, it's kind of exciting. And even though I know it brings difficulty for people as we get through it, and God's been doing some stuff here just in the last week or two when it concerned Job. And I know there's always all these crazy discussions about Job, but I got to tell you, he's become one of my greatest heroes in the Bible because as we as we begin to operate in the things of God, like we're talking about today, like your ministry talks about, like mine does, we begin to defeat the enemy at his own devices. And that is so powerful. Uh, and so it, it's excited to, I think it's exciting to live in this day. Well, I'm having the most fun of my life doing what God has told me to do through the media technology. I mean, just, it's been amazing. I just kind of stumbled into podcasting. It was an idea for my wife a couple of years ago. It's just been nonstop since and a lot of fun, but especially right before the lock lockdowns, if you will, the, it expanded, it exploded, it went, now it's, 
like just last month, it was in 128 countries in the world. So that's amazing. But Pastor Aaron, today we're talking about uh, how to encounter the love of God. And I normally don't do this, but I'm letting people know you've got this book up front. Do you love me? And it's yeah. all about the love of Jesus. I've got an autographed copy. So I was going to say, someone scribbled on the front of your cover. <laughs> but actually, actually, I got two autographs because there it is, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I, we're talking I about the love of God. I had tunnel that day. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But Pastor Aaron, how did you encounter the love of God? I, I know that you were born into a, a Christian family, but I know that you had your own personal revelation of the love of God in your life. So can you tell us that story? You know, so I have been sharing this with churches now for quite a while. Um, and ever since I wrote the book in January, finished it up, I wrote it three years ago, but it took me three years to write this book. It, a lot of starting and stopping. We didn't want to put the book out during COVID because it seems like a great time to put a book out because people got time to read. But the problem with that was, is you couldn't promote the book very well. Uh, and the mediums like this are, are really growing and it's been awesome how you get to do more like this. But but one of the things I share is what you said, born into a Christian family. Well, not really. Actually, my father raped my mother uh, at 15 years old. And uh, I share this story very uniquely with churches. It has, it has been amazing. I felt like, oh, probably in my 30s, that God gave me this way of sharing this story. I kind of share it backwards. I tell the story of a woman that I met, happens to be my mom, but I don't tell people that. And after I tell her story of rejection by the church, rejection by people, I finally let them in on the fact that I'm the child she gave up for adoption. And I was adopted into a Christian home. Now, both my adoptive parents have passed away and I am now working with the love of God to reach my father, my biological father and my biological mother by just simply sharing the love of Jesus and tangibly loving them along with others to bring the gospel to them. And so I share that story. It's It's been really powerful Was I go into churches and share this. We're trying to do a, a smaller version of this here. But, you know, so some real questions came to me about what it means to love. You love Jesus, right? Oh, of course. With all my unconditionally, heart. Unconditionally, right? So I'm going to ask you, what's the best definition of love? If you were to give me a de definition of unconditional love, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Nobody likes to be put on the spot, but, you know, unconditional love. What does that mean? Would you say Jesus yes, is the best? Absolutely. I would say is Jesus God, example. Right. Yeah. God is love. And I'm sorry, this is my working office. So as you can see the mess behind me, it, this isn't okay. the, it's loud everywhere else. So I had to come back in my hole here. I say that to say, if I was to ask you, Jesus is the best agape love. Now, this is a Greek term. Um, I was just at a funeral in uh, San Antonio and I got to give this book to my Greek professor, my professor from college that taught Greek. He's like in his seventies and I handed it to him and I go, please don't tell me I did anything wrong. Because <laughs> you, know? you hand this book to this guy that taught you 35 years ago. Uh, but I say this, that Jesus is the best definition. And there's three Greek terms that we find. There's more than that. There's five, but th uh, primarily three that mentioned in the New Testament, agape, unconditional love. 
And then you've got your phileo, brotherly love. And then you've got your eros, you know, she's looking yeah. good. Kind of love, oh, you yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Woo, baby. Uh, and, and those are the three primaries. Now, we know Sturgio is the parental love. Okay. Now, I ask you, who's the best definition of agape love? Well, it's Jesus. Right. He's the manifestation of the power of God. You're, you usually talk about supernatural things. And if you've got people who have matured in their relationship with Jesus, you're talking about signs and wonders, right? I mean, that's that's what you like to talk about. I, I know okay. you well enough. You like those things, right? They're Absolutely. great things. Your listeners want to hear the power of God. But here's the thing. None of them have value if you miss the tangible love of God. That may, that is very clear in first Corinthians that if we miss this and you say, Oh, well, but I love, I love. Okay. Let me ask you carefully. Do you agape? Cause I asked you, do you unconditionally love God? Yeah. I'm not trying to convince you. You don't. I'm trying to make sure we don't miss it because we serve God. We get involved in these miraculous things. We see God do great things and we start to lose our agape. We become too good to agape like Jesus. That's what the Pharisees were. That's what Jesus dealt with with the Pharisees. Oh, they had the law right, but they had it had become corrupt because, and I our Christianity can become corrupt when we lose love. Our yes. gifts of the Spirit can become, our prophecies can become corrupt when we lose love. And if we keep first things first, if we keep the foundation of the love of God and, and people go, well, the love of God, well, isn't that, uh, you know, that there's more to that. There's more to than just the love of God. Okay. But it's the foundation of everything is what it makes it clear. So I'm going to ask you three questions. If we're going to love like Jesus and you love Jesus with agape love, did you love him first? Oh, uh, no, he loved me first. Oh, okay. So strike one, but don't worry. There's, there's others. Uh, yes. Did you love God? Did you love Jesus when he, well, this is one of three. You're, you're okay. Uh, okay good. Did you love God? Did you love Jesus when he, when he denied you, uh, forsook you, spit upon you, belittled you? Did you love him then? Jesus didn't spit on me. Yeah. He, I've had yeah. people spit on me before. But you're right. I don't think I've ever had Jesus spit on me. So you're strike two, but there's one more. This one you'll get. This this one I'm sure you'll get. So did you love Jesus back when he didn't do anything for you? I mean, he didn't die on the cross for you. He didn't have salvation for you. He had nothing to give you at all, but you loved him anyway. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a tough question. I'm questioning my salvation now, Pastor. <laughs> the truth is, I wasn't before the cross, right? He's always had something to offer me. Always. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you agape love Jesus when he loved you first? You didn't go out and love him first. When you loved him and he never forsook you, denied you. When he's always had a free gift of salvation and love and acceptance, how did you agape him? If, if that's really the manifestation of the love of God, it's what he taught. How do you love God? Jesus told us we must 
We must agape him. How did you love God? Truth is, you and I can't love him that way. Wow. So now what? Well, in John 21, this powerful scripture and this court discourse comes back and forth that you know, I, I've never heard taught like this, not because it's wrong, but because we overlook it because we think we know what love is. But when you look at it, it with these glasses on of the real love of God, Jesus says to Peter, do you love me more than these? Do you love me? And Peter says, I phileo you. Jesus said, do you agape me? He said, I phileo you. Now, most traditional teaching says, oh, it's because he denied Jesus, because he he let Jesus down, he felt guilty. I'm just going to tell you, I don't believe that's it at all. I, I think what it is, is pretty simple. He said, do you agape me? Peter, knowing the language, knowing what he was saying, using different words for love, Jesus responded and said, I love you like a brother. I love you because you've done these things for me. And if you respond as a brother, you say, you've been good to me, so I'm good to you. But Jesus isn't good to us because we're good to him. He loves us first. He loves us when forsaken. And he loves us when we have nothing to give him at all. So the powerful thing is he says it first. Do you agape me? I phileo you. Do you agape me? I phileo you. Do you phileo me? With, with grief in his heart, knowing he can't say I agape you, he says I phileo you. But here's the key. How do we get this triangle of love, which we call it in the book? Well, he says, go feed my sheep. Take care of my little ones. Take care of my lambs. See, when we do it unto the least of these, my brethren, when you reach out to somebody first, not because they've done anything, not because they deserve it, not because they're going to be a church member or uh, they're going to help you or they're going to scratch your back because they have nothing. They're just simply loved by God. So I'm going to love them. And when you love first and when you love when you've been, there's no reason. In fact, the reason in a man's sense, is you shouldn't love them at all. The reason is they don't deserve your love and you love them anyway. And when you you love them, when they can do nothing for you, there's nothing they can give you. When you love like that, he said, when you do it unto them, you're doing it unto me. So in the book, we talk about this reservoir of love. We talk about how easy it is to get burnt out. We talk about how churches are loving people who love them instead of loving people that are broken mm -hmm. and alongside the road and are hurting. We talk about fruit, but our fruit is I'm going to take from my wife and I'm going to give to my wife because she gives to me. But that's not how God asked us to love our wives. He said, receive from me and deliver to her. Get something from me that's fresh and clean and real and let your love, your fruit, your joy, your peace literally be delivered to your wife like a tree would grab, like John 15, it would pull from the stump, from the vine and the branches you and I would deliver fruit to people. What did fruit do to a tree? Nothing. Fruit doesn't help a tree produce out of what God has given you. So what happens is I learn to receive love 
When I learn how to receive love, I can then give love in a different way. And when I give love, guess what it does? It increases what I receive from God. When I try to get love from my wife, pretty soon I realize she's not God and we have a problem. And we get married and we're married 20 years and then what? The kids leave and we divorce. It happens every day. Why? Well, because my wife isn't God and I've been trying to make her God. Instead of, I'm not God either but I can receive from the Lord and give to her. She can receive from the Lord and give to me. And it nourishes me with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So, sorry, I'm just preaching. You got you to interrupt me because I will literally go on for hours. <laughs> but this, this concept, I'm telling you what, one day it overwhelmed me. And I started going, wait a second. I got this church. It's full of great looking people, wonderful people doing wonderful things. And we're just, it's awesome. And where's the hurting broken? Oh, we ministered to them down under the bridge, 20 minutes away, you know, kind of hoping they wouldn't show up to church. And God said, value every person. It's over the door going out of our church to remember we value every, find the value God has placed on those that are broken and hurting and love them. And we began to say, you know what, as a church, we're going to go find the broken and bring them into our father's house that it be full. We're going to take our feeding ministry. That's the mission. It's the thing we support. It's the arms distance away because nobody wants the broken and hurting. Who wants to be an outreach church? They're poor. You know what? Jesus wants us to be. Jesus right. wants us to go in love. And so we wrecked our church. It's one of the chapters is how to wreck a good church. And we began to teach people to love. Today, I'd rather be around my church people than anyone in the world. You know why? Because they're genuine and they're real. They're not. Are they hypocrites? We're all hypocrites from time That's to right. time. You know, yeah. uh, because we, we, we're trying to preach a perfect gospel and we don't measure up. None of us ever, except for the grace of God. And thank the Lord. I get the grace of God that helps me do the will of God and the mercy of God that helps me when I don't. With all the great things that God has for us. If we don't start with love, there's nowhere good to end. And everything we do becomes corrupt when we don't start with the love of God. That's and right. I think his word makes that clear. Can you share some stories that you've seen lives transform because of God's love? I mean, <clears throat> this is something that I've been emphasizing. You know, you were mentioning spiritual gifts, the supernatural. First Corinthians 12, 13 and 14. There's the spiritual gifts, right? Tongues, prophecy, all that. But sandwiched in there is 1 Corinthians 13, which is most often quoted at weddings. Yeah. But the context is not weddings. We've all used it. We've all been guilty of using it at a wedding. Okay. <laughs> but the context is in spiritual gifts. It's in, we have to be in love, in God's love to use the spiritual gifts. And this is something that um, people like me, we tend to miss. You know, uh, in the charismatic world, it's gifts, gifts, gifts. But no, it needs to be love, 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 and then the gifts, right? It just it, here's the problem: the gift. So the gifts have to be supported by a foundation of the teaching of the word and the manifestation of the love of God. Uh -huh. If the gifts gifts rest on anything else they'll find themselves in a quagmire of problems. It'll be in a sand. So your gifts become the thing that corrupts you and makes you look wrong and evil and nasty. You, you got to start with what's solid, his doctor's word, and you've got to add love. The problem is the people who are in the word 
don't always go operate in the gifts. It goes together because without the manifestation of the power of God through love and opening it up to spiritual gifts, because I can't receive something that's that's uh, corrupt and I eat it. It kills me. It has to have solid truth and it has to have the word and it has to be demonstrated in love and then the gifts of the and i think the charismatic i would consider myself charismatic or old school pentecost back in the day very much so i could tell you stories of you know healings and demonic you know oppression and possession and deliverance just this last week one of the most incredible words of god given this summer this church literally went back to where my wife and I ministered in their church and we're playing it going, we had no idea our pastor was going to drop dead. This is exactly what that word was. And their pastor's dead today and their church is in that place. We didn't even we didn't know that. We just knew this is what God said to give, give it. And then what? Manifestation of God's power, presence, and there's this awakening and the word of God can be received gladly. Why? Well, because the gifts were in operation, but it has to be done out of love. And that doesn't mean, oh, I love you, so I'm going to give you this gift. It means go out and love people who don't deserve it. I mean, you you want to prophesy to somebody? There's a lot of receiving people. They're they're homeless. They're hurting. They're broken. Everybody has someone to go love. It's everywhere. But most of us want to love people that will give us something. And that's not really love. They'll do something for us. They'll make us look good. You know, what if we just love people because God loves them? We could, we could go on a mission trip, take a selfie with a bunch oh, of little yeah. kids and then go home back to America. And yeah. Pastor Aaron, can yeah. you share a story or two of lives transformed through the love of God? Okay. So I, I have a favorite one. Okay. I, I got this girl that started coming to our church mid forties and uh, I have a testimony morning. I'm sitting next to the guy she's going to marry now. And this has been a few years she came to our feeding program. She's got booty shorts on. She's strung out on drugs, so she's real thin. She comes in. She gets in a fist fight with a grown man over a stolen bike from one of her friends, right, outside of our, our church, because now we feed right at our church. And she gets in a fist fight. We break it up, and we invite her to church. She comes, right? And we don't invite her to church like, oh, we need a pet project. We got lots of pets, <laughs> If that's the case, there's lots of projects, but we just say, Hey, this is a place for you. We got a beautiful church and invite them in. She comes one of the many, this is just one good story. She comes that next Sunday. She drives in with her boyfriend in a car, the windshields busted out. So they they're driving into the church in a car with no windshield in Oregon, which it rains a lot. Uh, they come in, they pull the tarp over their car and, and batten it down, which they live in. Right. And they come to church that day. We're going to have a picnic that day. She accepts the Lord. We invite her to the picnic. She said, you really want us to come? Yes. We want you to come hang out, build some relationships. She has nowhere to live. We give her a place to live. We start walking discipleship and loving her and boyfriend finally leaves. He doesn't like it. And she continues. And later on, God gives her a husband. She ends up being the food ministry that she, she actually was fed from really powerful. So one day she gets up, you you hear people's stories. They give you bits and pieces. And she says, let me, let me explain to you 
how love changed our life. And she says, she said, I came here, I've been to church before and I came to a church that they didn't pity me. They actually loved me and they accepted me. And I felt like I was one of them. It was weird. She said, in my years, I've been to lots of churches. I've never felt loved. We have homosexuals who go to church here. I preach hard against homosexuality. And you'll ask them, why do you go here when you know we don't agree with homosexuality? You know what they'll tell you every time? They love us here. They don't agree and I don't agree. And this is how we want to live. And there's things we can't do. We can't be in leadership. We can't teach a Bible study. We, you know, we can't even tell everybody how we feel. When the day's done, they love us. And that's why we come. And, and, you know, over time, things are changed. I've got people who are having sex changes who today aren't. Why? Well, because the love of God constrained them. It, it captured, it captivated them. And, and it isn't our love. It's God's love through us. That's what's supernatural about it. And that's why it's the greatest supernatural thing in the planet is to simply love somebody genuinely for not for what you get from it. Well, this girl starts sharing her testimony. She goes, you know, when I was 13, I got pregnant. I had my son and I, I got married to this guy. And, you know, I, I, I go and I had to go. I had work out of town. And every couple of weeks I would go to the Mustang Ranch to work, which that means if you're not familiar with the, the Mustang Ranch for some of your listeners, he's a professional prostitute. <laughs> and she would go out of town every two weeks to spend a week uh, selling herself in Nevada. So she said, you know, hey, I'd go work and then I'd come home. Well, come to find out while I was gone, he raped my sister, my younger sister, underage sister. And police wouldn't do about nothing about it. We tried to. We're not real police people anyway at this point. She's doing meth and drugs. She said, so I got with one of my friends. I put a hit out on him to have him killed. And and when it got found out, I went to prison for five years, right? Because she tries to have her husband killed. Well, she gets out of prison five years later. She eventually gets custody of her son back. She has a new boyfriend she's living with. He comes in and he, she's sitting there going, and, you know, uh, he kicked my son. So I grabbed a butcher knife and I shoved that knife in his chest. And then she gets a little, Jared, and she goes, you know, when you stick a butcher knife in a guy's chest, it's kind of like sticking a knife in a chicken. And everybody in the room gets real quiet. <laughs> and we're thinking, oh, my Lord, you know. And then she goes off on her story, you know, hey, I did drugs. And, and she said, the one thing I was searching for is something real. And for the first time ever, I've, I've tasted the love of God. And it's the first thing that's real in my life. She said, I've tried everything else. Funny thing is the guy she's going to marry is a kind of old school biker. And he's sitting right next to me and he leans over and he goes, I never heard one of these stories. I had no idea who I was marrying. <laughs> but that will tell you, I mean, what can love do? It opens up the gates. It, it opens up the gates of of the of the truth and the power and, and the supernatural without it the gates are closed if you don't give financially out of love not not begrudging not to gain if you don't give financially 
out of love, the windows of heaven are closed. Why? Well, because I got to bust through with love. This has got to be from the heart of God working by grace in my heart that he takes my hardened heart, softens it, and I get to learn how to give. Not how I direct it, not the way I want, not to the person I want. I begin to just give. When, when that happens, it changes some things and dynamics in the supernatural. That's why we can't just go, yeah, I love people. No, no. Go out. Choose to love someone. Choose to love someone. That's right. And, and I mean, I, I could go on story after story after story like this. And it starts, it starts in my own life where this, this 15-year-old girl gets pregnant. And when she goes to her church... Uh, they don't, she doesn't say she's raped because in 1968, you didn't tell people that you just said, I'm pregnant and you, you get the, you either have an abortion or you get the baby, you know, have the baby and give it up for adoption, which she did. And her church rejected her because she was one of the girls. And later she left the church. She tries to get back involved. And one of the pastors find, you know, sees this girl and says, Hey, Joan, you see that girl right there? She got herself pregnant, which, by the way, that's a real tricky thing to do. Talk about supernatural. Try to get yourself pregnant. I think it takes two. And she said he got herself pregnant. And you know what? This uh, this girl, we just told her she can't be here. We, we got other kids. We want a better example for our young people. Well, maybe the better example is to show how to love and restore like Galatians 5 does. How do we restore someone who's who's hurt and broken? How do we bind up wounds? Do we do it from a distance or do we bind them up and take care of them and see them? Now, I will tell you this. If you're going to love the unlovely, if you're going to take and and really bind up the wounds of the hurting, you're going to minister to a hundred before you ever really touch one. So get ready for patience and long suffering because you're going to minister to a hundred before you get one, maybe a thousand before you get 10. But when you do it, the ones you get will be incredible fruit. So that's, that's kind of it, man. (laughs) Do you want the power of God to be evident in your life? Do you need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Are you curious about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues? And do you want it in your life? My wife and I have a free e-course available for you called the baptism with the Holy Spirit, where you will learn the biblical truth and spiritual reality of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And you'll hear true stories of how people receive the promised gift. The videos in this e-course will expand your knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit baptism. You'll be drawn closer in relationship with the Holy Spirit and receive prayer and activation into the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You can also go through it with a small group of friends, a church class, or a discipleship group. You could download the accompanying PDF for each lesson and apply the principles to your life and take the action steps. Your faith will grow as you read the scriptures, watch the videos, and participate in the activation. The gift is for you. The gift is for today. The gift is to empower your spiritual life. We know that you will finish this course with the divine empowerment that comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So start your journey today. Go to charismacourses.com slash collections and click on Jared Lasky and enroll in the baptism of the Holy Spirit e-course. Can you pray for us? Can you pray for us right now to encounter the love of God? Yes, but let let me say this. I have to receive from the Lord. And I got to recognize what I've received. And then I got to choose to do it. I got to look to do it. I got to get my eyes off my own problems. And I got to go, Lord, you want to encounter the love of God? It's it's easy. They're all over. 
they're broken, they're hurting. You say, but here's what people say. What if I, I got to pray, I know. What, what if I, what if I, am I going to get burned out? If I just love, 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 I give, give, give. Am I going to get burned out? Here's the truth. If we don't learn to receive from the Lord, we will get burned out. But when we learn to receive, it's an unending flow of the Holy Spirit. I can love unending because I'm not looking to get loved back. I'm receiving from the Lord. So that's how I want to pray. Lord, I just thank you for everyone that's listening, everyone that's watching. And and Lord, I just ask that the unending flow, let us tap in to the unending flow and Lord, let it continue because we don't store it up in ourselves, but we pour it out because the reservoir of the power of the Holy Spirit is greater. It is so much greater, Lord, than the reservoir we have. We are meant to distribute. We are meant to receive from you every day and give every day. Lord, whether our family, whether our spouse, our children, our work, people at work, or even if we go out and find someone broken, Lord, we're meant to distribute what we've received every day. So we have the capacity to receive more. Lord, let us give all that is given to us that we could give more. Lord, let us flow in blessings. Lord, you're the reservoir we draw from. Let us not try to store it up. Let us distribute it, Lord. Let us be those as branches who grow the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Lord, then our giftings will have value. They'll have purpose. And Lord, they will remain. And we just thank you. And I pray that for these people that are hearing. I pray that for those that are listening in Jesus' name. Amen. I I interviewed uh, Josh McDowell years ago. And uh, when I interviewed Josh, he said, uh, he kept saying, well, just read the book, read the book. I got to tell you, I've never had anything in my life where I could just say, hey, you know what? I'd read the book. Uh, God's given me some things in this book. I think it's a simple book. It's an easy, it's a quick read. You really need to read the book. And all the pros, the, the uh, pro produce, the, the finances, what, what's made on the book goes back into printing it in other countries. We're working right now in printing it in the Philippines. Uh, we're fr- printing it in India, in Pakistan. Uh, I've got lots of friends in uh, Africa who speak Swahili and Lagondon. And we're, we're in the process of translating it into those languages so we can print the book in those countries and give it away. That's the heart of this book is to give. And I know that God will provide for that. And so as you buy a book, know that you're, you're, you're literally causing another one or two books to go out. And if you buy it on Amazon, please give a review of what you think, because it opens up another 500 people to see and hear this sim- simple message as that simple review opens it up to be online to more people. So anyone who reads it, please review it on Amazon. Amen. And the book that we're talking about is Do You Love Me by Aaron Taylor, Pastor Aaron Taylor. As he mentioned, it's available on Amazon, the Amazon store anywhere worldwide on Amazon. Well, Pastor Aaron, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you for more information and for your church? Mycrossfire.com. That's the best way to get a hold of us is to simply go to mycrossfire.com and uh, you we can send you a book too there. 
It's so important. We'd love to. We've got messages. Everything's free on our website except the book. Uh, everything else is free, I think. But, you know, getting this gospel message out. And, uh, folks, in this, t- in this day, more than ever is so important. You know, I had men's group just a few minutes ago. And it's so, uh, as we talked, one of the guys said, well, pastor, I just, I'm looking for somebody who's going to do it right and live it right. I said, well, yeah, I'm looking for that too. But if you want to put your trust in me, I'm going to always disappoint. But when you learn to put your trust in the Lord, if you start trusting in me, God's going to show you, I don't do it right all the time. He's going to show you my failures and my flaws. It's just how it works. When we really get down to loving, that's the one area we can perfect is to simply let God love through us because he loved us in a way that we can love others. It's it's such a beautiful thing. Pastor Aaron, thank you for being a guest on Adventures in the Spirit. I want to encourage everybody to subscribe and share Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. It's intern John. Football is back, and this commander season, there are huge prizes to be won at Safeway. Enter Safeway's Huddle Up and Win Sweepstakes. You could win up to $10,000 cash or autograph commander's merchandise. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at SafewayHuddleUpAndWin.com. Safeway makes sure commander's fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Safeway, the official supermarket of the Washington Commanders.